The Hard Shoulder with Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Well, just a reminder for listeners, the next subject matter that we'll be talking about here on the programme will be subject matter that's probably not suitable for younger sensitive ears. Well, finally now, we want to turn to a milestone event that happened 26 years ago. It was the horrific killing in Liverpool of James Bulger. He was a two-year-old toddler who was led away from a Liverpool shopping centre and murdered by two ten-year-olds, Robert Thompson and John Venables. The crime horrified people, both in the UK and further afield, as much as for the age of the killers as it did for its uh, brutality. And it's back in the news right now because of a short film called Detainment, for which the family of the late James Bulger have objected to, for which they didn't give consent and have sought that it wouldn't be considered for the Oscars. So who better to reflect about the crime other than John O'Keefe, a criminologist and lecturer in forensic psychology. Just remind us again what happened to Jamie Bulger. Yeah, so this was uh, 26 years ago today, actually. Uh, James Bulger from Kirkby and Mer- Merseyside was with his mother. He was two years of age in, in Bootle in the New Strand Shopping Centre. And two boys had been stalking other boys during the course of that day. They had tried to abduct another boy. In fact, two weeks earlier, John Venables, one of the boys in this case, had also tried to abduct another boy. They, they used the phrase, they wanted to get a boy lost. That was the expression they were using. So this was wholly premeditated insofar as you can as a 10-year-old boy. They took took uh, um, uh, the young boy, James, away from his mother, who simply turned her head. She was in a shop and he was gone. They then took him on a journey of two and a half miles and it can only be described as hell. Uh, They punched and kicked him along the way. Uh, Jamie Bulger was dropped on his head by probably Robert Thompson, but we don't know because they both uh, lied so much about this over the years and particularly during their trial. But certainly he had a very bad gash too on his forehead, one large lump. They they were seen by 38 different people, stopped by two or three of them, but they were scallies. They were feral youth. They knew how to deal with people. They were just taking their brother out for a walk. He was crying while he would, were taken home to his mum and so on and so forth. And uh, this is not the time to go into the description of what happened that child on the railway tracks ironically enough just behind Walton Police Station in Liverpool but he was battered to death is the only way it can be put it they then laid him on the track and unfortunately a, a train was to was was to run over him sometime later in order to prove of course as they would have seen it that in fact it was the train that had killed him uh, the injuries were so grave and so severe there were 42 injuries to the child that these pathologists at the time said he could not isolate one of them as the incident so this was an extraordinary attack by adults let alone two 10-year-olds and this is of course what led to um huge public outcry at the time um so they were they were apprehended they were apprehended. And what uh, happened with the criminal justice system? Well, the criminal justice system, to put it briefly, they tried them as adults. Um, and of course, this didn't go down very well in the European Court of Human Rights. I'll come to that in a second. But they were tried as adults in Preston. They tried to just get it away from Liverpool. Um, they didn't uh, give any evidence as such in, in court. And they were presented... Did they admit their guilt? Uh, no, Robert Thompson never admitted his guilt. It, 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 he admitted to being there in the end. John Venables did admit his guilt. The, the press portrayed it quite interestingly. They said Robert Thompson or Bobby Thompson was the 
leader and John Venables followed. But it seems from all accounts that, in fact, most of the violence was heaped on by John Venables with, with to an extent, Robert Thompson, but also he seemed to be pulling the strings. But eventually they both had, John Venables admitted it. He admitted all the horror, particularly he threw blue paint on Jamie Bulger's face just before he died. He admitted hitting him. But he also blamed Robert Thompson, who blamed John Venables. So they both admitted to being there to a greater or lesser extent. Well, they both admitted to being there and they both admitted to attacking the child. Um, so there was a huge public outcry. People want them put it, put away forever. And you can understand that visceral feeling. What 10-year-olds would do this? It, when when push came to shove, they were, they were incarcerated, if we can call it that, for eight years. And by their 18th birthday, they were released on licence. So really, they served, if you will, eight years in prison as such, in a, a young offender's prison, um, which it was very difficult to know what to do with them. What do you do with the 10-year-old? Uh, are they responsible it's, It seems for... a lenient sentence. Was Did it go to the Home Secretary or something? Yes, it did go get... to the Home Secretary, Michael Harrod, at the, t- at the time, who made a grave error. Um, by saying he was following what the Sun were saying, you know, the Sun newspaper, the Red Top. And of course, he said he wanted a minimum tariff of 20, 25 years. It went to the European Court of Human Rights. It came back. And no, it was suggested they have eight years and then they get released on licence. So that's exactly what happened. Now, what happens subsequently with one of them, and by the way, John Venables, he he was said to be absolutely almost zero risk on release at 80. They both had done their A-levels. They weren't quite model uh, um, inmates, but they were close to it. Uh, they both cooperated very well. John Venables particularly. And yet it was John Venables who has since committed the most horrific uh, crimes against children, which weren't picked up at all by the psychologists well, and psychiatrists at the time. Robert Thompson did not reoffend. Robert Thompson has not come before the attention of the law. He is in a same-sex relationship since 2006. He's understood to be living in the northwest of of England. They've all they've got new identities now. John Venables has been the problem one. He has reoffended in 2010, 2013, and more recently in 2018, he was prosecuted now for heinous child pornography offences. So we're talking about what's known as category A, B and C, the highest level down to the lowest level. Thousands of images. He's in there now for three and a half years. So he's clearly an ongoing threat to society. This wasn't picked up earlier, but it's difficult, as you know. What do you do with two 10-year-olds like this? Have you seen the film, Detainment? Yes, and and it's a 30-minute movie. It's absolutely, virtually 100% loyal to the transcripts. And indeed, your listeners can listen to most of the... Is it about the trial... Is no, it no. About, does it reenact the Not crime all. or what? Not at all. It's about the two boys being interviewed, and it's virtually loyal to the the exact transcripts. And this it, is why with, I'm, with the cops. Yes, with yeah. the cops. And yeah. this is why I'm slightly surprised at the. I, I don't mean to be facetious when I say that because, of course, it's such a huge event, particularly for the family. But it hasn't been over dramatized. I mean, what's interesting about it is that Robert Thompson looks like uh, somebody who was, and he was diagnosed as suffering from conduct disorder, which is sometimes called baby psychopathy. Incorrect in populist terms. So he's sitting there, he's not admitting to anything, he's crying but the tears are false, they're tears for himself if they're there at all. On the other hand, John Venables, very touching, going to his father and mo- mother looking for support. But it's really, it's, it's quite, it really gets you thinking because what it does is, particularly with John Venables, is you can see, and I use this word advisedly, as you know, I'm to the right of right, but I use this word advisedly, but you can see the vulnerability of the 10-year-old. Um, what was the point of the film? Well, I think the point of the film is for us to question ourselves and say, okay, uh, life isn't black and white. 
it's all about this nasty little grey, isn't that right, Ivan? And as you get older, you begin but to this understand this. It is right this. up there with the blackest of black. It crimes. is with the blackest of black, but that doesn't necessarily mean the solution or the understanding is in that black or in that white. And I think what this asks, like us some to do, would say, the death penalty was appropriate. Well, I mean, we don't have the death penalty for adults. It yeah. seems somewhat bizarre. We might have it for children. So let's just park that for one minute. I understand the visceral hatred people would have for these, and indeed, one of them has gone to prove that we should continue to have visceral hatred. And you know, I'm a huge fan of incarceration with rehabilitation but keeping people off the streets while also rehabilitating them and not letting them go until that very moment when we can be as sure as we can be. What about the Bulger family's complaints about the film? I understand their complaints about that and you know I say I understand of course I don't understand I didn't lose a child in such a way so let's not pretend Uh, I'd be as empathetic as I can I do think however that Vincent Lam who produced this movie uh, uh, couldn't have gone to them for permission. If one were to go to families for permission, these really important short movies and long movies would never be made. So I think what he should have done, and I think he admits this himself, is to have gone immediately once it was made and told the family about it. As a courtesy, just to inform them. Absolutely. But I think this has to stand alone and we have to start questioning how come a perfect storm was created on that particular day 26 years ago. I'll just finish on this point. I think for sure, either one or both of those would have committed a heinous offence later in life. It's just the perfect storm was there at that particular age. You're not turning into a bleeding liberal? No, No, that'll never happen. Um, And I would have kept them in prison far longer, to be quite honest. All right. Well, I want to thank you for your forensic uh, recollection of what I can only describe as one of the most horrific crimes I have ever heard of in my lifetime. The sheer barbarity of it to a toddler is just beyond belief. Uh, But it's very interesting to get the mitigating factors, to get the context and insights. My thanks, as always, we look forward to always hearing from you. John O'Keefe, criminologist and lecturer in forensic psychology.